Hello, welcome to another episode of Just Keep Trying podcast. I'm your host, Kiana Martinez. Today I am here with Claudio Peroni Jr. Amazing. <laughs> Got it right. <laughs> I'm so used to CJ, so it's, <laughs> it's a whole, whole thing. Um, yeah, he's coming through Nashville on his uh, first tour, like first national, national yeah. tour. Yeah, um, that's so exciting. How has everything been so far? It's been great. I've seen a lot of cities I've never been to. Yeah. Uh, Nashville was one of those. I've never been to. Where was your favorite? Uh, my favorite? Man. I love Boston. Okay. Like the, the city of Boston. Yeah. Is amazing. This city has a crazy energy, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely... I was telling some friends, I want to make this a spot that I come to like twice a year. Yeah. Just for like a week and just be here, write with people, collaborate, and just like see music. Yeah. See and listen to music. Yeah. Um, yeah. This place is really cool. Denver is really cool. Um... There wasn't really any city that I didn't like. There were a couple that were kind of like slower paced. Yeah. I like to keep a fast pace. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been amazing. I went to all like pretty big cities. So it was like downtown areas, good food, touristy attractions yeah. and things. So. Yeah. I feel like the food would be my favorite. Oh, it's definitely <laughs> my favorite. Definitely my favorite. Finding new yeah. places to eat. Um, where Where is your favorite place to eat here so far? I'm trying to think of the places I ate. Um... We got food yesterday. Honestly, oh no, 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 first day I was here, I got wings from, damn it, I can't <laughs> think of the name. Uh, I asked, uh, the, the, the flavor was Nashville hot. Oh, was wings. it was it Hattie B's? No. No? It was close to Broadway. Um, but hmm. I saw the flavors yeah. and I was like, so what's the difference between hot and Nashville hot? And yeah. Well, a hot is like a hot wing. Nashville yeah. hot's like a dry rub. It's more barbecue-ish, mm-hmm. more this and that. And I was like, oh, let's try that. I've never been more messy eating wings. But yeah. it was very, very good. It was like yeah. smoky and spicy and sweet. and Yeah. Yeah. Really Dang, it's making me hungry. Yeah. I got to figure out where it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, let's talk about you. Let's talk about your music. You're living in LA now, but originally, um, let's talk from like your start, like when you first started music, doing music and mm-hmm. like... Kind of give us like a quick little recap on your start in sure. music. Uh, I'm from a town called Kenosha, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. which is about 45 minutes north of Chicago, 45 minutes south of Milwaukee. So like smack dab in between two pretty big markets. Um, I was in a band in high school and I uh, was like a five piece, like pop rock, punk rock type. Not really punk rock, but like all pop rock. Yeah. All the labels you can possibly put on a band. Um, <laughs> We broke up once I went away to college, um, and then when I came back, uh, I bought a guitar, started teaching myself guitar and piano and things like that. Mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to keep doing music, um, but I didn't have a band around me anymore. Yeah. And I didn't play any instruments before that, so I had to do yeah. some work. Yeah. Um, but then uh, about four years ago, I was playing with some artists in Chicago, and they told me I should record my music and release it and this and that, and didn't really have the funds. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to some people, got some sponsors, and was able to put out a single, and then that turned into an EP, which turned into another one. Yeah. Um, which then led me to a couple more projects, like in Los Angeles, and then mm-hmm. the inevitable move to Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, How was that move for you? Because that's a big move. A lot of people, like, it's like moving to Nashville. Like, yeah. it's either Nashville, New York, or Los Angeles. Or yeah. yeah. Um, it, was a, it was a big thing. I think I worked on an album in 2016 for a couple of weeks in LA, mm-hmm. went back the next year to work on the same album. So I think I had a little bit of a taste yeah, and a little bit of an idea of what that was going to be like, mm-hmm. not just living there, but sort of what the business was going to be like. Mm-hmm. So the transition was the smoothest transition I've had I yeah. think, um, between like moving to uh, St. Louis to go to college. I lived in Milwaukee for a little bit, mm-hmm. briefly lived in Chicago. Um, and those were all kind of rocky and bumpy because yeah. I just did things without really mentally preparing for them mm-hmm. this was like i said i wanted to move to la in 2013 mm-hmm. so 2018 five years later yeah so i had five years to sort of like prepare myself and mm-hmm. wind myself up yeah so it was really smooth luckily good yeah and we met uh through an old friend of mine ari and shelly i go gosh go way back with them i met them a long time ago and like we were doing my studio stuff um they've been amazing and it's so cool to see like where they're at now i mean shelly obviously is like a legend so like (laughs) he's he's always been um but to see just like the different paths that like have taken them to where they're at now and so they're at after 
master studios um, in LA and like the whole studio is it's so cool. What is the place where it's at? Uh, uh, remember the Crossroads the, of America. It's, yeah, yeah. it's like Which, this old, wasn't it like an old, um, oh, you probably know more than I do. I've been there well, once. It's, it's an iconic place. It gets put yeah. on, I believe, uh, so America used, on the back of one of their albums, I can't remember what album it was, but they have like a painting of Crossroads of America. Mm-hmm. So it's been a staple on Sunset Boulevard for like decades and decades and decades. Yeah. And then it was just sort of nothing. Mm-hmm. And then they came over and, I mean, the middle of it is like a ship. Like yeah. A small, like, ship. Yeah. That they turned into, like, businesses and stuff. So yeah. It's, it's just a really weird place. That yeah. They made into this, like, amazing studio. Yeah. And it's so cool. Like, you just go in there and you're just like, where? Like, you feel like you're in a whole different, like, place. It doesn't feel like LA no. and it definitely doesn't feel like you're on Sunset no. Boulevard at all. No. Um, but, yeah, so we met through... Uh, Ari and he was the one who did your um, album, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. How did that go? How did you get started? Like, how did you meet him and get in there to start recording? So I was still living in Kenosha, mm-hmm. and it was like 2017. Uh, I had the second EP recorded. I was just about to go to LA to work on that album again that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. and I wanted my al- my EP to have a West Coast sound. I yeah. I wanted to move to LA. So I very naively reached out to like everyone that I could in Los Angeles. I contacted like Universal Records, Atlantic, Capital, all these places. And then Aftermaster and a couple other studios. And Ari got back to me within like 10 minutes. Yeah. And was like, hey man, like send your stuff over. We'll listen to it. I'll give you a quote. And I was like, instead of that, can I like come in and meet you guys? Because I'm going to be in town next week. And yeah. I was like, yeah, dude, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I got there, super nervous, because um, again, I, I'm into fully independent, so yeah. I was like, I have to make sure that I can make this work. Yeah. And um, went in, met with him, he was obviously the same that he is now. So yeah. He's just like super cool, super chill. Yeah. Um, showed me around, we sat in the A room, and he's like, alright, let me, let me hear it. So I sat down, plugged in my computer, played him the entire rough five songs, mm-hmm. and he like, he, he had people coming in to, like, refurnish the entire studio that day. Yeah. And he just kept, like, looking at his phone and ignoring the phone calls. Yeah. Which was really cool to me because he had no reason to sit and really, like, listen to this independent artist from yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah. But he did. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Um, then we get done, he's like, and I love it. I think he put together a hell of a record. I would love to work on this. And, like, my stomach kind of sunk. And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay yeah and we started talking price and stuff and yeah he worked with me and uh it was incredible and then he's like obviously you're gonna be back in wisconsin so let's do this remotely i'll like be on call mm-hmm. right make sure that if i send you a mix you can listen to it right away let me know when me to change this and that so in the course of five days every single day he would start like 9 a.m send me a mix by 12, I'd give him his notes, he'd send me a mix by 3, and we'd mm-hmm. just get each song done in, like, a day. Yeah. And then... Which is so cool, because I feel like people, like, underestimate the power of technology. Oh, my God. And, like, being able to be in two completely different states and work together Absolutely. on music is yeah. just... It's such a cool thing that we're able to do now. Crazy. Um, you wouldn't have ever been able to do that any time before now. No, so, um, yeah, I love hearing that. So sorry, continue. No, <laughs> uh, no but it was, it was crazy. Cause yeah. I was just like, how are we going to do this? You know, with me being so far away, <laughs> he's like, we could FaceTime, we can do this, we can do that, whatever was going to work. Yeah. And luckily from the start, like we just have a, a really good understanding of how to get what it is we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Because I like to, even though like I'm paying for it and it's my name on it, I like to, consider everything a collaboration. Mm-hmm. So I'm always open to like, yeah, I could go into something with, with a, right. And mm-hmm. then we'll be working on it and he'll just give me an idea for B. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we end up with C, Yeah, you know, and yeah. um, that's kind of what that was. I was like, I have this cool idea. He's like, okay, I'm going to take that idea. I'm going to do my thing to it. And let me see if you like this. Yeah. And, um, I knew that we had a good working relationship after those five songs. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I moved to LA, I was like, Hey, I have a, a conceptual record yeah it's gonna be really difficult because i want to mix it so that the sound and music do not stop for 12 Mm -hmm. songs it's got like poetry on there and this and that and he's like i'm totally in let's do it yeah so i was living in la for 
two weeks and then I met up with them and we worked on the album like tirelessly for seven months. Wow. Um, making sure that everything was exactly where it needed to be. We had to remaster the record. After we mastered it. Mm-hmm. And there were tiny, tiny little pauses between a couple of the songs. Uh-huh. So we had to like convince our master engineer, like, <laughs> so sorry. Like, yeah. there's tiny, tiny pauses. When he was like an awesome sport about it, went back, remastered it. But we, from day one, we had that idea like set in stone. Yeah. It was like, this is going to be something people can put on and just listen to all 12 tracks and not feel like there's a break. Yeah. Because when there's a break, they will lose interest. But yeah. That was my mentality. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and that's just something that doesn't happen at know, all, yeah. like ever to yeah. like start something and have it play through completely right. without like anything, you know, stopping it. Right. And especially now with like, you know, you'll get like an ad in between or yep. something like that. It's like, no, I want like full music from mm-hmm. start to finish. And it's not, I can't even, I mean, maybe Beyonce did kind of like an album that was like yeah. that, but like. I mean, nobody that I know of who's, like, independent has done anything yeah, I mean, like that. It's it's tough because <clears throat> independent artists, I feel like it's... The stress is, like, putting one thing out that pops. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, Ari and I talk about this all the time. We're like, people don't do albums anymore. Mm-hmm. They do single, 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 single. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just what the market has turned into. Yeah. So yep. it's almost like independent artists can't really afford to be really creative because there's not money in that. There's yeah. not like that immediacy of like mm-hmm. release one song within a couple months, you get hundreds of thousands of streams. Yeah. You get majors looking at you, this and that. It's like when you release an album, you really have to have like fans almost that mm-hmm. will sit and listen to 12 songs. Yeah. Because the, the attention span isn't there anymore. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. with anything, I mean, we're so used to having like everything in our hand on our yeah. phone and instant like, I was on uh, Broadway, which is very rare. If like when you live here, you never go to Broadway. It's like it's such a like the first month I was here, it was like oh like cool, let's go to Broadway, and then like after that, it's like you don't go anymore. But I have friends in town, and um, being down there, like there's no self service, and like honestly, like yeah, sometimes when it's super busy down there, like your service is so bad. and I like had to check myself because I was in there and I was like trying to like load something to Instagram and I'm like, why is this taking forever? Like, yeah. what is happening? And I was like, okay, calm down. Right. Like, you remember when like you had like dial up like internet? Yeah. Like, come on, it's yeah. not a big deal if you I can't know. have instant access to yeah. like everything. Well, we're all there now. We're yeah, all there. We're all sharing that that state of mind of like again that immediacy. Mm-hmm. Like, when I want to hear something or see something, I can get it right then and there. Yep. I remember like Ari and I have talked about this. So, and with other friends as well, like when you'd be in the car, and this is before my time, but you'd be in the car with your friends, with your family and be so excited to go home and listen to music before cars had radios. Yeah. And it was like cars had radios, but like, you know, there was a lot of talking. It was like talk mm-hmm. radio that sometimes played yeah. music. And then it was like, when it was mostly music, you wanted to hear the song again. You have to figure out a way to record the song mm-hmm. while it played live on the radio. Oh yeah. Then we got cassette. It's just the evolution of things. It's so crazy, but um, it's, actually, it's, it's an interesting segue into, um, so Apple Music and Spotify ended up with a couple songs, I don't know why, putting like the most sliver of a break in between uh, like the first two songs in the mm-hmm. album. So we're getting it pressed on vinyl. Um, so that'll happen in the next couple months. Ah, oh, it's so exciting. Yeah. And it's going to sound so good. Yeah. Like it's going to be, ah. Uh, I'm we so need, yeah, that. we're like uh, working on getting a record player mm. soon here, so like I'll have to get it because it'll be really cool yeah. to just have like something that plays fully yeah. and like has that connectivity. Because like I mean, you can play an album from start to finish, but it's not going to have that same right. fluid yeah. like sonic, you know, transition yeah. into each other. And the tough part was because it's a long album. It's and there's a bonus track on it, so it's like sixty four minutes. Um, and the tough part was like having to break up the album for the sides of the vinyls. Oh, each yeah. vinyl can mm-hmm. only hold like twenty-two minutes per side. Yeah. So it was like, damn, mm-hmm. like we worked so hard on like making it that. Yeah. So I think I found like good pauses so that you don't get taken away from the story. Yeah. So it'll bring you through like I think the first side is tracks one through four, 
the second is five through seven, mm-hmm. the third is eight through 11, mm-hmm. and then the last side is just 12 and 13. Yeah. So um, it doesn't take you out too much. Yeah. Um, but that's, you know, even when you go a different way to try to eliminate challenges, you get presented with other challenges. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Which yeah. is cool, I mean, to like figure out ways to like overcome that. And I think it'll add just a whole different layer to all of it. You know, it'll be cool to have like sections and like have to like go and like flip it. Cause it's, I mean, it's little stuff like that that I feel like we take for granted. Like it's, it's a cool thing to be able to like actively listen to music and then have to like be like, Oh, I'm going to like, you know, switch it over instead of just like play something and not really, it's just kind of background noise. Um, at that point. But even when something is background noise, you do notice when it stops and mm-hmm. when it starts, like that's just an automatic yep. thing that your brain picks up on. Yep. So I think, yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm excited Thank for you for you. doing that. Um, let's talk about touring. How has that been? Uh, it's been cool. So I did a little mini tour in the fall of last year, just like five cities mm-hmm. over the course of like two months. Yeah. And, um, I was trying to get my feet wet a little bit in terms of traveling Traveling with my guitar was a very mm-hmm. stressful thing. Yeah. Because I was so worried that something was going to happen to it. Oh, yeah. And then on well, this tour. Freaking TSA. Happened to it. Uh, yeah. They just, like, I can't even watch them when they, like, load stuff oh, onto the plane. Because I, like, I get anxiety. And I don't ever travel with my guitar. So, like, I'm, like, fortunate enough that I have people who play in different places. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can borrow stuff. But, like... Yeah, like watching them and like just the way they throw things, even like my bag. I'm like, oh my god, my makeup, yeah. my my shoes, my even like just my items. Clothes. Yeah, my clothes are being abused. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> come know? on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, what happened? Um, I don't know what city it was because I, I I can't remember. Like, I don't know necessarily if it happened before and I didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. But um, my they completely broke my case. So oh the bottom gosh. is basically like a mouth now, just kind of opens up. Oh my gosh. Was uh, it a hard case? It's a hard case. Yep. And wow. then, uh, the acoustic electric, like Jack, the mm-hmm. bottom of my guitar completely came out and then it messed with all the electrical stuff. Yeah. On the inside. It's like a 28 year old guitar. Oh my gosh. So it wasn't originally an acoustic yeah. electric. The guy that I bought it from turned it into one yeah. later. So I brought it into a music store, mm-hmm. asked if they could fix it. They tried. They're like, we've never seen this sort of, like, setup before. Yeah. It's very, like, Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. So there's not much we can do. We tried to, like, put a new jack in there. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, there's nothing else we can do. Yeah. And I can't bring it to the manufacturer because it wasn't originally made yeah. to be that. So I'm kind of stuck. Oh, my gosh. So uh, they uh, like, said I can file a complaint. Yeah. Which I, I will. I wanted to wait until the tour was over because I didn't want that stress while I'm, like, mm-hmm. on the road. But I will definitely be... Oh yeah, long, long, <laughs> angry email. Yeah. Ah, um, uh, what yeah. airlines? Let's just United, United Airlines. United. Yeah. And uh, uh, to make it worse, I'm like a mileage plus member, and I have the credit <laughs> card, and I have all the membership. Those are your perks. people. Those are my peeps, man. And they, they, they ruined me. Well, hopefully they'll. Um, I mean, Southwest. I've always fly Southwest, and they're pretty good about yeah. stuff like that, but. Oh man, that like breaks my heart. That yeah, sucks. Um, and then when I went home to play a show, a uh, buddy of mine that I played a show with was like, dude, have you not heard the song United Breaks Guitars? And I was like, huh, okay, you're lying. <laughs> He's like, I swear to God. And he pulled up this like parody song. Mm-hmm. It's a country singer put out. And the entire thing is about how he was on a plane looking out the window. He was on tour. Mm-hmm. And he saw them throwing guitars. Oh my gosh. And he's like, you guys look. And this whole band started looking out the window and they saw how they were treating all their instruments. Yeah. And uh, United apparently asked him to like take it down. <laughs> He's like, no. Yeah. They're like, we'll buy you a new guitar. We'll buy you like whatever guitar you want. He's like, no. Oh my God. He's like, because the money I just made writing this song and putting this music video out can buy me whatever guitar I want. Yeah. So I'm going to do that and let That's people amazing. know and disrespect their equipment. Yeah. But, um, man, it's yeah. important. So, We're going to start like a whole movement yeah, okay. yeah hopefully this goes viral respect instruments guys come on other than them breaking my guitar yeah um tour was really cool this time around yeah um, what's your favorite part hmm. i mean i, I know there's playing, a lot of elements that go into it but faces. yeah um 
there's something exciting about because so the entire tour besides the one show that I played back home was with So Far Sounds. Mm-hmm. So um, it was like seventeen cities, mm-hmm. and for those that don't know what it's about, like what So Far is, they provide you with an audience of people. Uh, you don't have to promote anything, but the people don't know who they're seeing. Yeah. So there's an excitement with the crowd because they want to discover the next big thing. Yeah. They go there like, I have no idea who's playing, but mm-hmm. I can't wait to tell my friends that like, I heard this person before anybody else. Yeah. Did, you know? Yeah. So they have that level of excitement and like anticipation to them, which uh, obviously like there's, there are two parties when it comes to a performance. There's the person behind the microphone and the people listening mm-hmm. and they're both very pivotal Yeah. in, in making a good experience. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're on board right away yeah. makes it a lot easier for me. Yeah. Um, especially in a new place. Mm-hmm. I've never been. I'm traveling alone. So yeah. um, all of this was literally me, two bags and a guitar, just traveling the country. Yeah. Um, Which is, that in itself is crazy. Like that is something that most people would never do, let yeah. alone like going out and trying to promote your music and right. stuff that people have never heard in front of like new audiences. So like, it's such a cool thing to think about like as an artist, the different things that you get to do that most people would never do in their lifetime. And that takes a lot of courage to be like, I'm going to travel the world by myself. (laughs) And on top of that, I'm going to go play music that I just like, you know, wrote and like stuff that came from inside of me. Like it's such an intimate thing that I feel like most people don't really think about. And like, you kind of take that for granted as like an audience member, especially in that scenario where it's like this person's like traveling alone and like, that's, Crazy. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah, um, you're welcome. That's uh, it's it's really interesting because there's something really cool about traveling alone mm-hmm. and just having all that time to reflect and, and yeah, you know. But then it gets a little existential at times, and you're like, I could just use like one person yeah here to talk to you. You, know? um, but you start talking to yourself, right? and you're like, oh man. <laughs> but in each, so the the northwest I went to, I was completely by myself, and then uh, I went back home. The Midwest for a couple of weeks, and I stayed like in Kenosha. Mm-hmm. But I would drive to I drove to Cleveland and St. Louis, and had a show in Chicago. I brought a friend with to St. Louis. Um, I played with a friend in Chicago, mm-hmm. so Midwest was cool. Yeah, East Coast. Um, I got to stay with friends, uh, and then one of my best friends is also um, like a collaborator of mine. So like we uh, were in that band together way back in the day, mm-hmm. and um, he's. Uh, an awesome drummer. He lives in New York. His name is Robert. And he played with me for Philly, for two shows in New York, and then Boston. Yeah. So we got to play together, which was awesome. And I got to stay with him in Brooklyn with his girlfriend, um, who designs all my clothes. So it was like oh, a nice cool. little family affair. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, the traveling, so just to go like a little story about yeah. traveling on the East Coast. Um, we played the show in Boston on the 10th. So we woke up probably like 9 a.m. that morning. Mm-hmm. Um, we leave the hotel, drive around, get some food. We go to the place, um, play the show. I have to drive Robert back to Brooklyn, which is about four hours mm-hmm. that night because I have to catch a 4.45 bus oh my to Washington, D.C. So I drove him back. We get into Brooklyn at like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, I drive, I, I pack my bags. My bags are even packed. Pack yeah. my bags. I drive to Jersey. Um, which is like 45 minutes, drop off the rental car, and then I Uber to the bus station. Oh my gosh. Um, at this point, like almost 24 hours no sleep. Yeah. So then uh, I get on the bus. I can't sleep on the bus. Very bumpy. Like the bumpiest ride I've ever had in my life. Uh, it was five and a half hours. So I get to D.C. about 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. My show was until 8. Mm-hmm. So I had to kill time from 10 to 6.30. Mm-hmm. So I'm lugging my stuff around. Uh, I, I go into the venue and I'm like, hey, I know I'm like super early. It's like one o'clock. Yeah. I was like, can I just drop my stuff off? Like I can't carry this stuff all day. And yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. At this point, I'm like 30 something hours, no sleep. Oh my gosh. And I'm like Are you like and drinking coffee and like Red Bull? I didn't want to like... drink coffee because <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to crash. So I'm yeah. just drinking water and like yeah. antioxidant, like water and juices and stuff. Yeah. And then um, I saw they had like futons in there mm-hmm. and I was like, I really want to ask. Yeah. If I can just fall asleep for a couple hours, but that'd be so weird. So I didn't. 
Yeah. So I just kept walking. Around. Oh, I would have. I would have like one hundred percent been I like, know. "Hey, can I just sleep here?" Right. <laughs> like, so I walked around for a few more hours. I walked back at like six. Mm-hmm. Call time was until six thirty, six forty-five. Doors locked. I'm like, "Damn!" Luckily, they're pulling up. The owners. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Do you have to get in?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "The team's not going to get in for another thirty, forty-five minutes." I was like, "I know." Um, to be totally transparent here, I haven't slept in like what seems like an an eternity. Yeah. Um, I can I just like lay down. I saw you had a couch in there for like thirty minutes. Yeah. And they're like, oh my god, why didn't you say something earlier? And I was like, damn it. <laughs> and so they just let me like they let me in. Yeah. They let me fall asleep, and they just like they're like we're gonna go grab food, but by all means like yeah. stay here and sleep. Yeah. Which was amazing. Yeah. I didn't actually sleep, but I laid down. Yeah. And got to like recharge a little bit. Even that is enough when so, you're like yeah. yeah. Uh, Twenty minutes of just like not moving. Yeah. <laughs> and like lying on my back. Yeah. Um, and then I did the show, and then from the show, uh, one of the artists that I played with drove me to Union Station mm-hmm. again, and I took a 315 train mm-hmm. back to Jersey because I had to fly to Atlanta. Oh my gosh. All so the transportation. Like, every <laughs> single way of transportation besides a boat. Right? Like a donkey and, like and a, a horse. Day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in like a two-day period. And I was I, I ran on like, I think it was, by the time I calculated, 46 hours with no sleep and played two shows and oh traveled my gosh. Like between four cities. It was, it was insane. That's it was like, so crazy. So taxing. It was like emotionally taxing. Yeah, right? absolutely. It was like, I shouldn't have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I doing with my life? Right. Oh, it, was, it was brutal. But. but that's such a cool thing that like, you know, when you're like old and you're like, oh man, I remember oh, the I time I like, you know, Even traveled now, like, the United States by myself. Yeah. Like, it's just such a cool thing that most people don't get to do, right. you know? Um but at the time, I'm sure it was just like, oh my God, why am I yeah, doing this? Exactly. I was uh, like, plan better next time. Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. But even even so, like being a week or so removed from that, I can still like already reflect on it and be like, that was pretty damn cool. Though. Yeah. Like, that was cool. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah. It, when you're in it, it feels like, how am I going to get through this? Mm-hmm. I even posted something on Facebook, which I never do. Yeah. I was like, if y'all could just send some energy yeah. <laughs> my direction. <laughs> I'm going to need it. Positive thoughts, please. Yeah. 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 Man. That's so crazy. I'm like exhausted just listening to that story. Thinking about it? Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. That's so cool though. Like I love, I love that you're like doing it, you know, because as like an independent artist, it's really hard to like figure out where to start. And like how to get your music out there, how to like make your music, how Mm. to find people who are willing to like collaborate with you and take a chance on you. Because when you're competing with artists who are coming from labels, it's just like, you know, it's, yeah, they have all the like things that it takes to make incredible music. And like, that's not, you know, anything against them because it's awesome that they do that for artists, Mm -hmm. but as independent artists and wanting to do it on your own, it, it definitely takes creativity and mm-hmm. like figuring out just how to get through each. And it's not even like problems. It's just like things that need to get done Obstacles. and like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I love that you've been able to, to do all of that and like that you like made the move to LA and that you like have been traveling the world by yourself taking trains and buses like it just shows the amount of dedication to like your art and that's something that like yeah I definitely respect that and I think anybody listening can appreciate that and respect that and I think that like as independent artists like that's something to really look up to and like like to be able to see someone doing it is just really cool um yeah course and it's awesome that you got to stop in nashville and yeah. like hang out and we get to hear your your journey we're kind of like in the um how many you have two more uh, two more shows yeah, yeah. Show in phoenix on may 5th and then um a few weeks later in los angeles on the 21st nice because i wanted to have some time in between that one to like tell my friends about it and see how many friends i can get there yeah um so maybe yeah. sleep a little sleep a little probably <laughs> yeah catch up on eat like normal food yeah i've had to eat more fast food in the last two months than oh my in the gosh. last 10 years it's the hardest that's the thing i feel like you kind of like you take for granted your routine oh man and like i've never gone out and done like a full-blown thing like you're doing mm. but like i can only imagine like i i travel and i'm like oh i'm so sick of fast food and like that's <laughs> just like a week two weeks you yeah. know i can't even imagine 
going for like a long period of time, not being able to eat something healthy. A meal? Yeah. Or even, yeah, or even like a meal because you're constantly on the go. And I don't, for me, I'm really weird on like show days. Like, I think it's just like the anticipation and like anxiety. Like, I don't like to eat. It's just, yeah, it's just something that like, if it's like, especially if it's like a couple hours before a show, like I just can't eat. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. I don't know. I finally figured out the science behind mine because I have to do like, before I sing at all, whether it's the morning or what have you, I have to shower, Mm -hmm. brush my teeth and I have to eat. Mm -hmm. Like not in that order. Yeah. I have to have a full stomach. Yeah. Because I need that fuel to like wake up my body to pump that sound out. Yeah. Um, and in the shower, it warms you self up and mm-hmm. you know, releases all the stuff in your face and stuff yeah um but i i can't eat any like closer to showtime than four hours before mm-hmm. so if my show is at eight i yeah. can't eat after 4 p.m that's yeah. just my thing yeah so i gotta have time to like eat and have it do its job and yeah then, like, relax yeah you know if i eat at like six i'm gonna feel it until 10 yeah and yep. it's not gonna be good yeah you know but it's... yeah i totally feel you i eat one meal on days of shows yeah yeah. And it's, it's just so bad for you, but yeah, it's I like, uh, when I was performing a lot in Arizona, um, we always joked cause it would be like late shows. My parents would have to go with me cause I was underage to like mm. get into bars. Um, and I would get finished at like two in the morning and mm. like, we'd always like, the only thing that's open is Jack in the box yeah, and like, yeah. yeah. So like we just go on the weekends, it would be like Friday and Saturday nights. It was like either Philberthos or Jack in the Box. And like you're eating the worst food at like three in the morning. So bad. And you're like half, like you're so tired, but yeah. you're hungry. And it's yeah. like this weird feeling. Do you, um, do you ever feel like hungover after shows? Like even when you don't drink, like um, the next day? Is that a thing I can. that you feel? I can't. If it's an exhausting set. Yeah. You know, luckily these sets have been shorter, but yeah, like those four hour shows. Mm hmm. You get done and you have like maybe one drink afterwards, but all the energy that you exerted mm-hmm. without eating and then having a drink. Yeah. The next day, yeah, you feel yeah. You feel pretty bad. Yeah. I've had like I won't even drink and like the next day I'll just feel like something just like hit me. Yeah. And it's just like you're I think it's just like you said, like you're just putting out all this energy mm-hmm. and so like you have to recharge. Yep. Um It would just, it's also like just such a cool and like weird concept to think about, you know, like when you're performing, Mm because it's, you're connecting with people and like, you don't, you can't see it, but you feel it. And like, I think there's just like something very magical about that. I think that that was kind of the thing that I fell in love with, Mm -hmm. with music. Like the first time I stepped on stage was like, oh wow. Like you're able to connect with people through singing and not like words. And, and it's like almost more. I don't know. It's like a deeper connection in a yeah. way, um, which is, yeah, it's just cool. If yeah. you like have felt it, you know, and even like as an audience member, you can feel it. Um, I love going to shows like oh, that yeah. when you can like feel the connection that the artist has with their audience. I yeah. think, um, Taylor Swift just posted, um, this article that Sean Mendes wrote about her and he talks about how like you can just feel the energy in the arena when she's about to perform. And like, I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. Mm. So like I've been to two of her concerts and, and you can like, you just, from the moment you like step in the arena and like, you just feel like how much she cares about her Mm. like audience and like all the thought that goes into her production. And I mean, obviously it's Taylor Swift. She's like insane, but, um, to be able to have that is like, I think the, the, secret thing that like makes you like a true artist. And I feel like, I don't know, I've been to shows where there's like a disconnect Mm -hmm. and you can feel that too. Um, to me, what I like seeing and hearing is, um, rather than a connection between the artist and me, I like seeing and hearing a connection between the artist and what they're doing. mm -hmm. So like, I, I know as a songwriter, I know when someone's not really connected to what they're singing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and even if you're singing a cover, you got to figure out what it means to you. Don't sing a cover, and this is my opinion, mm-hmm. don't sing a cover that you can't, like, doesn't resonate with you. Yeah. You know? Because <clears throat> it's just going to sound fraudulent. Yeah. It's going to feel fraudulent. Yeah. Obviously, there are covers that you can just have fun with, right? But mm-hmm. if you're singing a ballad, anything yeah. with, like, a lot of meat to it, I can tell when you're lying. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't appreciate the line. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I, I really like when, yeah. I, when I can hear someone like singing their own song or somebody else's song 
and I can feel the, the passion and the emotional connection to it mm-hmm. because that's the stuff that I connect with. Yeah. And that's, that's the intangible. What it's supposed to be yeah. about. I mean, I think like you said, there's certain songs that are just like fun, yeah. you know, but even that connection of like it being fun yeah. is still a thing that like you can hold on to and like, yes. it's believable. Absolutely. It's like you're having a good time. And, um, yeah, like you said, you were out on Broadway too, mm-hmm. right? Watching different bands and stuff. Yeah. And, um, how was that? Like, what is, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I really respect the, the fact that these guys can get up there and, you know, take these requests and, play songs I've never heard before that's like super super cool yeah it's um it's it's very jazz of them to yeah. be able to like improvise anything yeah you know um they're all very skilled musicians mm-hmm. they all have great voices uh this band that I watched yesterday the first band that I didn't even get their name yeah um but it was a Kid Rock's place the lead singer her name was like Angela something mm-hmm. she had the most energy I've ever seen mm-hmm. even when she wasn't she was dancing like yeah. full on dancing on stage mm-hmm. when she was singing or or not singing yeah and I was like man and I just thought about like you you watch performers and you question like should I add more of that to like to my stuff should I yeah. be more energetic and I was like no because that's not naturally where I go yeah if I were to start doing that it wouldn't be truthful mm-hmm. and then I'd be hypocritical because I just yeah. talked about being fraudulent <laughs> and, and lying yeah so it's just cool to see what music does to people's bodies mm-hmm. um when they're when they're doing it you yeah know? I most of the time have a guitar in my hand, so there's only so much I can do movement-wise. Yeah. So I connect in different ways. Mm-hmm. But she, like, music just makes her move. Yeah. And it was just really fun to watch. She was having so much fun. Yeah. On stage. It was, it was you know, one of those energies that just kind of, like, amplified. Mm-hmm. And just hit everyone. The yeah. The back of the room. It was really, really cool. And then the other band that I saw, Flying Buffaloes, friends of mine, um, my God, like, their musicianship is crazy um the three-part harmonies with all the songs they do and stuff and mm-hmm. everything's so tight yeah but again they also will take requests because that's what everyone does on broadway yeah yeah um oh yeah just, it's like wagon wheel oh. um oh my gosh a band the other night got paid a hundred dollars to place uh um oh my gosh it's the the one song that everybody always uh Freebird. oh god yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i hope the guitar player ripped he was this. amazing yeah. like i was very impressed. I was actually like having a conversation because my best friend, we've been friends since we were like 16. Um, she's in town. And so like, I haven't seen her. She moved to San Francisco and then I'm here. So we rarely Mm. get to see each other. Um, but we were having a conversation and like in the middle of the conversation, I was like, hold on a second. Like I need to, I really need to watch this (laughs) for like one moment. Cause he, he killed it. It was amazing. Like you'd have to, yeah. Otherwise, you're not taking the hundred dollars, even if it's five hundred dollars. If you can't play that song, yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah. The my buddies in the Flying Buffaloes, they got asked to play Africa mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and it was one of those like more expensive requests because yeah. they're like, we've never played this. Yeah, we don't have a piano player tonight, so we're gonna have to do everything like with mm-hmm. basic guitar, and they did it. Wow. And now they're like thinking about adding it to their sets more. And yeah, stuff, it's a fun song. Yeah, um, and you wouldn't expect that in Nashville because mm-hmm. it's very pop. It's yeah, very very pop. Yeah, but. Uh, it, it gets a warm reception every time. It's one of oh, those yeah. cult followings that mm-hmm. that song has. Yeah. Um, it's crazy to me. Like, films can have cult followings. That makes sense to me. Yeah. But a song, it's like three minutes. Yeah. Has a cult following. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's so bizarre. It's... It's cool, it's, but it's bizarre. Yeah. It's really cool, but it's just... It's so funny that, like, people love, like, certain songs mm-hmm. so much. It's crazy. Like, when I tell people my favorite song... They're very confused mm-hmm. because it's not anything what people would expect. Yeah. It's everybody wants to rule the world. It's my favorite song in the world. It's <laughs> yeah. my favorite, favorite song. Yeah. Cheers, cheers. Um, I, I just, it hits me in a way yeah. that no other song does. Yeah. And uh, now like all my friends know that it is. Anytime yeah. we're like, we always drive each other to the airport or yeah. what have you. And um, anytime we're commuting, they'll just turn the song on and just blast <laughs> it and they'll roll the windows down. Because they know that it's just like a spiritual experience. Yeah, kind of. yeah. But uh, I can't imagine how many people's favorite song is Africa. Like, it's got to be in the millions. Yeah. You know? Which is so funny to me because honestly, I like Hold the Line better. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've always, like, Africa never really did much for me. Like, I like it. I appreciate it. But, like, 
hold the line. I'm like, yeah, yeah like this is jam. It's but so fun. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the synth part. Ugh. Yeah. In a, in a past life, I hope that I was like a, a keyboard player in a synth band. It's <laughs> like what I, they're just so cool. Yeah. Like the synth sounds are so cool. They are. Yeah. I want to play guitar. Yeah. I don't actually, but I. No, I mean, I kind of do. Show, <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. yeah. In the next song, you just pull out this guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess, spoiler alert, you won't be seeing any guitar yeah. when you go watch <laughs> Not yet. Audio two, play. Three years. <laughs> two, three years. Yeah. So you have um, a few shows left. Are you are you excited? Are you like kind of? Is it like what is it like mixed emotions on it's everything? Mixed emotions. Yeah. I'm like I'm so ready to be back in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss my dog. My dog's been uh, home without yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not like alone. I just want to say like I have roommates that are there. Peter, they're taking <laughs> care of him. He's not been caged for two months. <laughs> No, but, um, yeah, I just miss my dog a mm-hmm. lot and my friends, um, and my bed. I was going to, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. The whole bed I thing. I found that I can't, I, like hotel beds are very comfortable. I can't sleep longer than five hours in them. Yeah. I just wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah. But, um, I'm really excited to be home. Really sad that this is coming to a close just cause I feel like this is a culmination of, you know, years of like yeah. dreaming and Mm-hmm. hard work and luck and all these yeah all these things and um but even like honestly even with the like whole luck thing it's like you manifested all of that like you know you started that in order for you to like be in those places for the like luck to hit you know yeah. so like I love the idea that like you're able to have this dream and like once you start executing like the the steps it takes to make it happen. Like it, yeah. it happens. It's really, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. it, it is really true though. Like I, I didn't believe in any of that until a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I started to see things coming in and I was like, like small things, yeah. little things that like I've asked, literally physically asked the universe for. Mm-hmm. And then either shortly after it would happen or like a year later. Yeah. Um, I watched the first so far video that I ever watched was like 2015 mm-hmm. and I was like, man, that'd be so cool. Yeah. It's like small place. Everyone's just there to listen to music. Mm-hmm. I just want to play one show. And I applied and I waited and I applied and I waited and like two and a half years went by and nothing. Yeah. Then I finally got the first one in Chicago last year. And, um, I was like cloud nine. Mm-hmm. Like it was in Chicago, which is like home turf kind of. Yeah. And, um, I had been waiting for years to play mm-hmm. it and just like dreaming about it and um, using that as a goal, like a benchmark. Yeah. To be like, okay, this is micro goal number 15. Yeah. I want to play So Far Show. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it just trickled into this thing. And then I was, again, like I was fortunate enough to be able to play 25 different times yeah. in the last year it's just like that's incredible mind blowing yeah. yeah I get emotional at shows when I talk about it mm-hmm. I, like, I, I played Chicago again on this tour mm-hmm. and I, I brought up how the first show was in Chicago and this and that and they started clapping which was very overwhelming yeah like, they started cheering for like achieving goals yeah and then I was like got emotional and I was like yeah, right, keep it together, keep it together. yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's one of those things where like right place right time but, you know, you have to execute certain things to get to that place mm-hmm. at that time. So it's it's a weird little paradox. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, and you have to be ready for it, too. You know, yeah. you could get those opportunities and not be prepared. And that's, you know. And that's what I think. That's that's why I believe in reason now. Mm-hmm. Because when I wanted it, yeah. this is what I explain to people now. When I, when I really wanted it, I wasn't ready. Yeah. And I think that, like, being unprepared and wanting go hand in hand Mm -hmm. because I think want can turn to need when you realize that like you are ready and able to do something yeah and now you need that thing yeah in order to like you know provide yourself with something yeah whether it's like a a spiritual awakening or what have you Mm -hmm. and if I would have gotten it three years ago I would have sucked it would have been bad yeah I wasn't ready like as a musician I wasn't ready Mm -hmm. as a person I wasn't ready to understand like what it meant and um there's a reason why it happened what it did Mm mm-hmm uh, and I'm, I'm very grateful for that. But the exciting thing is, you know, thinking of your wants now. Right? Yeah. So I have that mindset. So now I'm like, what do I want? Yeah. And I say those things 
and I know I'm not ready, but the exciting thing is like the manifestation, mm-hmm. right? So if I continue to ask the universe for it and like work towards it, yeah. it'll happen. But yeah. now it's just waiting for when. Yeah, know? yeah. But it's like if you wait, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So you just got to like keep doing your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the motion part is the important part. Mm-hmm. You have to constantly stay in motion. I think a lot of people want things, but they don't work for them because they don't know how, right. which, which is <clears throat> honestly part of why I wanted to start this podcast too, because even like for me, I love being able to sit down with different people who are, you know, following their dreams and, and I get to hear the journey that it, they took to get there. And it's not an easy journey. It's not a straight line. It's a lot of zigzags. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of turning around, starting over. And it, it's one of those things where like, obviously the podcast is called just keep trying. Cause yeah. it's like, you just, you literally just keep trying yeah. until something sticks. And even if it's not what you wanted, it's what you like need. Like you don't realize yeah, exactly. like, it's like, Oh, I never even thought this would be a thing. Like I never even thought I'd be doing a, a podcast, but I mm-hmm. love doing it. Yeah. It's just something that kind of happened. And it's really cool to see how all of that stuff, like when you look back and you're like, yeah. Oh wow. Like that led to here and mm-hmm. that, led like you know i wanted to go that way but if i had gone that way like it would have been awful like yeah yeah, it's it's crazy yeah yeah um and i'm sure like you hear all the different stories and you're able to see all the different journeys Mm -hmm. how different each person's journey is yeah again there are no rules yep to this yeah and i mean like with that being said you you can definitely learn from other people's journeys and you can kind of if you don't know how to do certain things or which route to take. Like you can definitely mimic things that other people have done. And that helps you to kind of get a start so that you feel like you're starting and it from there, other things can kind of take off. Um, but with all that being said, like everybody, everybody's journey is their own and it's all going to be different. Um, there's going to be similar, uh, elements, obviously, like the struggle, the hard work, the, you yeah. know, the challenges, the breaking of guitars, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> not the first, unfortunately, yeah. I don't think it'll be the last. No. Um, but it's part of it, you yeah. know, it's part of everything that happens. And I think, um, it's cool to hear that you've been able to do all of these things and go without you know sleep and be able to still like perform and um you know make it to nashville and have friends here to write with and i think yeah. you said your mom was here with yeah. she came to yeah because yeah. originally i was gonna have a show um but then and she wanted to come out with my aunt mm-hmm. we're gonna see the show and everything yeah my mom is a massive country music fan yeah and um yeah so i told her that i didn't have a show but i was like you know i'll still be there for a few days if you want to come see some stuff so she just got like a last minute flight yeah. Um, and yeah, we've been hanging out the last couple of days. We both leave tomorrow. Um, it's also nice because the next time I go home will probably be like a year. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, because I can't. I took two months away from LA. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be tough to like justify Yeah. spending a lot of time away from it again. Yeah. Um, you kind of got to be in the game mm-hmm. to have a chance of winning. The yep. game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? um, but yeah. But yeah, so it's been. It's been really really cool and like just making more connections in Nashville like I said next year I want to make all about collaboration mm-hmm. like all about collaboration I want yeah. I set a goal for myself literally in the car right here like mm-hmm. I want to be featured on like 15 songs next year yeah whether it's as an artist or a writer mm-hmm. um, but just do that I want to take like two or three trips to New York two or three trips to Nashville yeah and just work with all three markets mm-hmm and Keep learning the differences in each market too. Oh yeah, they're so different. They're, there are very visible and yeah. very like blatant differences. Mm-hmm. But I want to I want to learn the nuances. Yeah. Of like each city. Yeah. But and each one is so unique and just so cool. There's so much to learn in each one. Oh, like yeah. I, I love New York so much. I haven't mm-hmm. been as much as I would love to go there. Um, but I mean, LA is LA. Being from Arizona, it's like you you, we kind of like joke. It's like. Arizona and California, like, we're, like, you know, siblings. Like, we're we're just, like, so close that, like, you're always there or, like, there's... I have a lot of friends who come from L.A. and go to Arizona and, like, it's... I love L.A. Yeah. I love L.A. I I always, like... When people, like, say they don't like L.A., I'm just like, hmm, okay. They just don't get L.A. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Like, that's, that's the whole thing I tell people, too. They're like, isn't it, like, this, 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 and this? And I'm like, 
I mean, that, sure, there's that there, but like, yeah, there's so much more than that as mm-hmm. well. And you also don't have to surround yourself with that, all that stuff you yeah. just said. You know? Yeah. Like all the things that I was afraid of in that mm-hmm. city, I just don't even put around myself. Yeah. You know? Yep. And allow myself to do what I'm doing in a city that I want to be in mm-hmm. and not deal with all the outside stuff. Yeah. And you, you, you can do that anywhere. Yeah. New York's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to live in New York at some point. Yeah. Um, but I want to live there how I want to live there. Yeah. And I can't yet. Yeah. I want to, but yeah. I can't. Yep. <laughs> so I know that when I need to, yeah. I will be. It'll to. be. Yeah. It'll happen. What's your favorite thing about um, being in LA? Like, what's what's the thing that you've been like? Besides yeah. the weather every day? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the, like, freaking beach. Do you I even know. go to the beach? I feel like every time I'm in LA, I'm like, I'm going to go to the beach. And then I never I end do. up like... We live like in the mountains though. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a trek. It's yeah. like an hour at least. There's traffic. It's almost two hours. Oh my gosh. Day. Yeah. Traffic. Um, but, like, my roommates are addicted to it. So mm-hmm. we always, they always end up dragging me out there. Um, yeah, I and love it. And I do love it. it. I do love it. Yeah. Out there. But, uh, yeah, I just, I like any kind of water. And this is going to sound weird, but, like, we have this big fountain <laughs> in the city that I live yeah. in. So I'll, I'll just go there and sit by the fountain and just listen to the water. Yeah. Because um, that does it for me. Yeah. It's not necessarily like the ocean does it for me. It's yeah. just water in general. Yeah. I connect with. It's very therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The entire on- album is based upon water. <laughs> I kind of like, like when I'm washing dishes, I'm like, oh, I actually don't mind this. Yeah, like, it's just like nice. The water's yeah. running. Like it's kind of just like a nice little activity. Yeah. Like, yeah. I used to, like when I couldn't fall asleep when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I would go in the shower and sleep in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> and like never die yeah it's not the smartest little, thing to do a little dangerous however um if it's not a bathtub where it can like fill up it's okay yeah uh, yeah but yeah like just the sound of water is very soothing to me mm-hmm. it, like, yeah i have um a rain machine like mm-hmm. i have a, the calm app um on my phone and then my dad also just gave me this like sleep machine yeah. and like the rain oh every morning i'll like turn on my like if i i I'm like a freaking child. I have nightmares all the time. It's like a whole, yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, So like if I wake up and I can't fall back asleep, I'll just put like my rain on and it's like so soothing. It literally, it like, it it metaphorically washes everything away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. But also quite like literally it washes everything away. It's it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, for sure. Water. It's great. (laughs) My album starts with, uh, you hear, because like I said, it's a conceptual album. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it starts with the fir- very first thing you hear is a thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like this guy who's in the ocean or just any big body of water. Yeah. He's in the middle of the ocean by himself and you hear this terrible storm that he's enduring. Mm-hmm. And then um, you hear the waves crashing and this and that. And he's getting whipped around on his little canoe or what have you. Yeah. And then you hear him jump into the water. Mm-hmm. And then the entire album is basically this dream that he's having while he's drowning. Yeah. And you hear water throughout the record. Um, and then at the end, you hear like what happens to him and stuff. So we had a lot of soundscapes in there. Um, it's so cool. Yeah. So it's so cool. Like it, it's because I feel like the the ocean is like uh, a good way to like talk about your brain. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of ways to connect it. So the idea of the album is like, is this a real storm that he's enduring, like in the middle of the ocean, or is this like a storm that he's enduring in his mind? Yeah. And it's up to the listener to decide. Yeah. Um, which is true. Mm-hmm. But. Um, yeah. That's so cool. When you finished, were you just like, like just beside yourself? Like, was what was that feeling like? Because I mean, first time we listened to the full record after the master, it was me, Ari, and another producer. His name was Tehan. Mm-hmm. Um, we sat and listened to it on the couch in the studio, and it got done. And we didn't even say anything. We just all looked at each other and we we're like, yeah, <laughs> for like five minutes. <laughs> and then Ari was like, dude. <laughs> Killer. <laughs> and then we're just like, yeah, so we just talked a little bit more about it. But um Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those and then I had like a listening party with like eight friends mm-hmm. and um kind of garnered the same reaction yeah. at the end. It's one of those things I, I like to I talk about this a lot in songwriting when I'm like lecturing people on songwriting. Mm-hmm. Present questions, don't provide answers. And I think this this entire record is a question. Yeah. Like it's like there are thousands of questions within it, but I think yeah. the entire thing is like, what? Yeah. Why? How? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. So that's, that's the most exciting thing about that. The next album that we're going to do, so that one's called A Boy From Somewhere. 
and the next one um, it's going to be the prequel to that mm-hmm. so it's going to be called The Boy Meets a Girl mm-hmm. and it's going to be conceptual again but different Yeah. easier to listen to than A Boy From Somewhere because Boy From Somewhere is very mixed genre um, it tosses you around a lot like a storm Yeah. Um, this one's going to be more centered um, more like love song based Yeah. Uh, but obviously different angles and stuff mm-hmm. um, but yeah A Boy Meets a Girl so it's going to preface A Boy From Somewhere to kind of give you an idea of how he got there yeah in a boy from somewhere and then we're gonna have a third album i love that you have like your whole <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's amazing about, he's like do you ever just kind of like sit on one idea or i was like no yeah <laughs> you really. yeah i love that yeah. i feel like that's i mean that's what keeps you motivated and keeps yeah. you going it's like i you finished this album and it's not like okay, this is, you know, this album, now what? It's like, oh, this is this album, and now I got to get started on this. And, like, when that's done, there's this. And it's, like, it's cool that you're constantly, you know, doing stuff or, like, have those ideas. And that's, I feel like... Like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I told her, I was like, the entire thing's written, just kind of... So we're going to track the album in a couple months and then spend, you know, a good amount of time making sure that it's where it needs to be. Because with this album, there's not a lot of, like radio ready pop songs mm-hmm. and I mean that in terms of the duration of the songs yeah right so the shortest song on the boy from summer is like 340 oh wow yeah I have a lot of like four and a half minute mm-hmm. five minute I have a 10 minute track on there wow that's like it's called this is not a song mm-hmm. and uh, it's the 11th hour on the album so it's the second to last song and it's poetry into music into poetry into music mm-hmm. um, and it's like that's the most exciting track on the on the record for me because it that gives you the, the truest sense of like this is a dream or this is a nightmare that he's having yeah because it just whips you around from like jazz to something else mm-hmm. to something else so yeah it's, it's really cool but um this next album is going to be like primarily four minutes and under so like yeah all songs that can be listened to like in a comfortable yeah manner yeah um, comfortable for the listeners i don't mind listening to long songs yeah yeah but um yeah, I was told that I had to write a little bit of songs. <laughs> so this next album more of that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So well, that's so awesome. I'm excited for everybody to hear all the stuff that you've been doing. And I'm really excited for the vinyl to come out. Me too. It's going to be amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, it's been so cool having you here. I feel like I've, yeah. I've learned so much. And like <laughs> I love being able to hear about your journey. Um, when I wrap these up I usually have my uh, guest kind of do like a, a last advice to anybody who's listening mm-hmm. who wants to do something uh, creative and I feel like you've given a lot of really really good advice and like if there's a lot of things that independent artists can take from this and run with and kind of um, help spark ideas for them I mean there's stuff that you've talked about that I'm like oh that's cool like mm-hmm. they're, yeah like that that makes sense like you know it's it's cool to be able to hear, um, cause everybody has different ways of viewing things, you know? So it's cool to hear different perspectives and especially from someone who's like in the middle of your tour and you're about to finish, you're traveling the world. Um, what is your kind of last little advice that you have? That's like been your number one thing that's helped you through everything. Um, so I'd say passion, start with passion, figure out what you're passionate about, um, and get specific with mm-hmm. it what part of the process are you most passionate about because mm-hmm. um, if you just say music that can mean so many things yeah so figure out very specifically what it is you're passionate about figure out what you have to work at to be in the business mm-hmm. in that capacity mm-hmm. and work your ass off be very patient and continue to work your ass off yeah look back be very grateful for everything that you've achieved and then keep working your ass off. <laughs> just like it's just all hard work and yeah. everything else just kind of like falls into place. But always the last thing that I always talk about is intention. Mm-hmm. Why do you think this is something that you need to do? And why do you think that the world needs you to do this? Yeah. And when you can answer that, everything else just sort of makes sense. And then it never becomes work. Yeah. Even the hard work doesn't become work. It just mm-hmm. becomes like a, a necessity. Just like this is like pleasure to me. Like yeah. Picking up the guitar and practicing for a few hours a day pleasure yeah it's not you know practice mm-hmm. um, so figure out your intention and uh hopefully it's positive yeah and then everything else will work out yeah 
I love that. Thank you so much for being here. Um, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, all that good streaming stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, all my stuff is also on my website, www.claudioproneyjr.com. Just released a new music video today. Ooh. So as of the 18th, it's out. It's called Used to It. Check it out on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. Same name. Subscribe. <laughs> right. Instagram. All that good Follow. Stuff. Yeah. Everywhere where everyone is, I am. <laughs> it's so deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave you with that. <laughs> Thank you again so much for being here, hanging out in Thanks, Nashville. Man. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will talk to you guys next time.